Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You can still claim your free audiobook when you sign up to a free 1-month trial of the Audible service when you go to audible.co.uk/footballramble. You might choose Pete's favorite audiobook, Bright Lights Big City by Jay McEnany, or you might choose Luke's favorite audiobook, Digital Fortress by Dan Brown, or one of nearly 60,000 titles. Go and claim your free audiobook at audible.co.uk/footballramble now. Fighting trousers on, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus, and I've got Jim to my left. Hello. Pete opposite me. Watcher. And Luke to my right. All right. Chaps. Yes. James Bond is back. Yeah. It's <laughs> in Skyfall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you could have someone from the world of football play old Jimmy Bond, who would it be? Jimmy Campbell? I would go uh, for one Mr. James Redknapp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'd just like to see him just struggle through it, really. He'd be quite good on the posters. He would be great. Yeah, that's some I don't know if He'd he could do the, the sort of. I don't know if he could do the kind of, you know, smouldering look that you have to do for Bond. He's too nice, isn't he? He's got a really no, nice, right. happy face, Redknapp. He'd have to so be a, a very nice movie. Bond. No, but you'd really have to. Personable Bond. If, yeah. if, if, you know, if you, um, uh, if he was photographed at the right time, mm. so, you know, he had a little drink of tea and it was a bit weak and he suddenly <laughs> looked up, doom, you got him there. Mm. He'd look okay. Because you're right, he would look good in a suit. The handsome fella. Can I just say, no tea is too weak for Jamie. <laughs> you know that to be true. Cup of tea, loads of milk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, you've had a nightmare, Scaramanger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have literally shot you in the head. <laughs> Every time he sort of w- was with a beautiful lady, you don't have Q in his ear. Yeah. You know, played by Richard Keith. Have you smashed it? Have you smashed it? <laughs> be brilliant. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. she's a lovely little Bond girl. Love. <laughs> 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 Didn't she rude? Didn't she rude? <laughs> oh, Just, you are literally on fire. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's too nice. Yeah. Um, but, but I think but no a, one would believe that he was a secret agent. That's, that's <laughs> the beauty of it. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Well, I think it's a good start. Um, well, that's Jim. a very good start. Pete. Um, I would go for either Kevin Bond because that was amuse me. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Bond. Or, Kevin Bond. Kevin Bond. Or um, Jan Vergoff Hesselink because he'd have to sort of say it loads of times. Say my name's Jan. <laughs> Jan Venegar Jan Venegar of Jan Venegar of Hesseling <laughs> Credits Credits wrong He's playing James Bond You don't bring your own name into the thing if, if, Yes you do <laughs> Jan Venegar of Hesseling if, if Kevin Bond took the job And, uh, and uh, M gave him the mission uh, Your mission I, should you choose to accept it Bond I can't uh, Harry's just got a job at QPR I've got to go and do that <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Marcus, I mean, you know, I don't think any of this is going to happen. <laughs> okay. So I okay. wouldn't worry about it, fella. All right, well, wait for my answer. All right, okay. Okay, fair enough. Jan Vinegar of Hesling. I do like the, uh, the premise want, of that. Sorry, I want to categorically state that I already know what Marcus is going to say. <laughs> I just, I just <laughs> want this out there. Come yeah, on, let's have a look, right? So let's have a James Bond, quite well off, good no, ladies. No, shut up, <laughs> shut up. Luke, what's it? What's uh, this I think Marcus is right, though. I mean, the actor himself doesn't. The actor rarely uses his own name for the I would argue that this. 
I would argue that this is a middle class equestrian construct from Marcus's brain. All right, so. Oh, hey. Bringing the class divide yes. into it. Big Sam. <laughs> I was going to say Alan Pardew, because he'd love it, wouldn't yeah, he, Pardew? Yeah, yeah. Just go around pushing people over, wigging at ladies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, but um, Big Sam would fancy himself, big yeah, time. Yeah. Well, he's a, a big production. There is not a woman <laughs> under the age of 30 that Big Sam doesn't look at, chewing his gum, really suggestively thinking, I could have a piece of that. <laughs> but he'd walk into, like, space stations and, you know, like, big sort of underground lairs and stuff, and he'd be eyeing up, like, the cryogenic technology. You've got the prozone stats on that. I could stick one of our players in there yeah. and half kill him. He'd have a good chat with Q, wouldn't he? He would kill... Kill the villains like like really pro zone data sort of intensely to make yeah. sure it was the right most efficient way of doing it. Yeah. No, he'd, 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 have he'd the kill stats. all his villains by a set piece. Yeah, yeah, no, no, wouldn't, no, he wouldn't get any stylish henchman death. It'll be no. very Route 1 death. Yeah, it would be, yeah. <laughs> Chucked off a building, yeah. shot in the head, hung on the death. neck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Uh, joking here. No, I would go for uh, Svenigans. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting the points this week. Yeah, you oh, can't have the points. I'm taking them hostage. Um, <laughs> and if you want them, you ought to go to my secret underground lair. Yeah, I'm ready to go to Hesley, has to rescue him. <laughs> I'll have Dimitro Albertini. Now nah, you're talking. <laughs> Get him on an English Italian course. bond, it's controversial. <laughs> yeah. um, go on, Jimmy, you've got the points. In this yeah. climate, it is an Italian bond, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. This wasn't even our original question. We've done one before. Fine. We had to remove we've done, it. We've done we loads. We've done loads. We've done loads. We picked the we best one. We do ten a week. Yeah, that's and right. And believe it or not, that was the best one. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true, ladies and gentlemen. It's not true. Uh, let's go to uh, the top league in England, which is of course the Premier League. Sunderland drew one all with Newcastle in the Big North East Derby. Peter. What do you think about that? I enjoyed the match. I thought it was de- over a, a, as a contest. Uh, contest when Tiote got yeah. uh, sent off. So, so say, do you Tiote? Do me Tiote. Do you think it was a red card? We'll kick you. <laughs> <laughs> After the whistle. Kick was it a red card, Peter? I'm going to put it out there and say that I don't think it was the most cut and dry red card. We've Son, seen. I am surprised. <laughs> Son, I am disappointed. He was being pulled back, and like I said on Twitter, a, a, a kind of Hot Wheels car experience where you know it's all about inertia, isn't it? It's all that pent up aggression. Does it matter if he's being held back if he boots the the, the lad on the shin? Well, uh, Luke was sort of saying that the whistle had gone uh, well before Tiote did that, but why was anybody sliding in at that point? Yeah, so, I, I, you know, I think, yeah, basically... I think everyone's at fault. <laughs> if, you look at, if you look at the replay, you can see the referee blow, I don't know what the time is, maybe about a second before it actually happens. And, you know, it's the, unfortunately, the way it turned out, Tiote got the red because he... He had the studs up, and but the Sunderland player followed through as well. Just he, he was lower down; he didn't have his studs up, and he was being pulled back. Effectively, it's hard to dance with the devil on your back, as yeah, Jesus well, once sang. Possibly, <laughs> don't really remember. <laughs> don't remember Ari, to be honest. The point is, though, but the point is that um, even after he got sent off, Newcastle were given the free kick. Mm-hmm. So they had already got the decision. I think maybe Arvidsson didn't hear it, or he just carried on because he's very competitive. Or like you say, Pete, he was being pulled back, and he and it carried on through. But for me, it was difficult to, to know whether it was a red or not. I didn't feel I felt a lot of sympathy for, for the referee in that decision. It, even though I thought he had a poor game overall, I thought that decision was a tough one well, to get Well, especially because right. like Larson did a proper like Dion. He did, mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and, and I think the the biggest who was uh, the victim here, Amiobi. Exactly, he gets mm. the yellow for uh, arguing Marty Atkinson, and, and then, then gets the hook. Oh, he gets the hook for Pacino. See um, Stephen <laughs> Taylor before the game described him <clears> as <throat> the Sunderland Slayer, which makes him sound like a very neat <laughs> yeah, tribute back, which he is. He's known as that. He's scored like every every flipping derby for ages, but I've never known like a, a more one-sided derby for a very 
very, very long time. Maybe like Man City, Man United in the 90s, but suddenly they never turn up. Well, Man City beat me like 6-1, six, six remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, something controversial, Peter, but I think Pacinha could be the new Steve Watson. I'd, I'd go with that. Yeah? And yeah. I love a bit of Steve Watson. Yeah. Yeah. He's played in every position and he's... Uh, he needs you know, to add goals to his game, though, Pete. Maybe. But uh, yeah, <laughs> no, but would that not define him too much? Are you not, are you not then looking for the goals? I suppose so. Yeah, he's, yeah I think he's the very definitely like hobo. He just goes where he goes. <laughs> is he the Chris Baird? Is he the Baerdinho of Newcastle? Oh, Baerdinho got on the sheet. Yeah, for yeah. Fulham, of course. Yeah, um, but we're not talking about no. that. Percinio is the very definition of a cult hero. Or he's turning into that, which mm. you know you did not see coming when, I remember he, uh, when he arrived. D- upset you were when you signed him. I, I don't think now. it was the biggest upset of that season. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was. Um, it, it, it was never going to be like this ama- amazing uh, player. But he's, you know, he's slotted in every now yeah. and again. And uh, our captain had a. You need that. Slot you need that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. One of the things that was disappointing from Newcastle's point of view, I'd imagine, was the manner in which they conceded the equaliser because. <clears throat> They um, they gave away a needless free kick. Mike mm. Williamson, we need to do it. Sunderland were always going to pressure them in the last ten or fifteen minutes because of it was a derby game. They were a goal down at home. They were at an extra man. And the last thing you want to be doing from Newcastle's point of view is giving those free kicks away needlessly. Mm. And, it, and it was an unfortunate goal, but it wouldn't have been conceded had he not done that. Especially with Colaccini off the field as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, Colaccini had an excellent game up until he, yeah. until he, until he went off. Yeah. Oh, he's been he has been excellent for them. I mean, yeah. speaking of, um, well, he's an Argentinian international. That's, that's massive, exactly. But I mean, he, he's been missed when he's not been there, and you know, I think we need, you know, in, in January we need to strengthen in that posi- in his position effectively because when he's not there, we're a shadow of what we were, even right. with Perchini. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, technically speaking, after the Maradona era, isn't everyone an Argentinian international? It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. very true. Uh, well, it ended one all, but uh, the London derby uh, on the weekend, Spurs versus Chelsea, ended four two to Chelsea. Mm. Great game it was. Gary Cahill um, got it going with a thunderous volley yeah I think it's his fourth goal of the season That's they've got a lot yeah, of I so. goal scoring defenders haven't they Ivanovic gets on the sheet a lot mm. David Lowell's as well obviously mm. actually Cole gets the odd one <laughs> yeah here and there John Terry Let's yeah. rest him. Uh, Terry gets Sorry. he's not <laughs> dead <laughs> and we don't want him to rest <laughs> John Terry gets quite a lot of goals rest on bench <laughs> you got, you'd be struggling to find an English centre but a better technique than Gary Cahill I mean, that's like, right Rio Ferdinand back in the day I mean, Rio Ferdinand's got good technique Woodgate, yeah. Woodgate perhaps yeah but I mean, I don't remember them scoring goals of Cahill's calibre. No, no. You know, that was a great hit. Yeah. He, yeah. he gets all kinds of goals. It took a deflection, didn't it? But it yeah. was a good hit. But he hit it so hard that, you yeah. know, there's, there's no At times you see even forward players striking the ball that hard and it flying into Rosette. Mm. So he deserves a lot of credit for he that. He scored one or two for England as well. Mm. Um, uh, and uh, But not the only defender who got on the goal scoring sheet. Gallas did. Yeah. They uh, make it one all. And Spurs, they, they, they came back at one all and Defoe scored a nice little one and it was looking good for them. But. But Chelsea, they, they've looked fantastic this mm. season. When one matter, yeah, with a performance was, to win any game, he was unplayable. Yeah, any any, any team would have, not. Well, sorry, no Bartle team. Would, well, no team would have would have. No, what I mean is, no team would have been able to control him. No, no they wouldn't have been yeah, yeah, near yeah. him. He was he was all over the place. Mm. He really was good. Was a, he should have had a hat trick easily. The first goal was such an exquisite finish. Just yeah. that it had to go exactly there. He cushioned it perfectly. And I think that's the the outstanding performance from a player I've seen so far this season. So and I and brilliant. I think these performances have stemmed from the time that we saw. I'm in uh, Hyde Park, Park right so I'm at Regions, uh, sorry, Regions yeah. Park yeah, where yeah. us and a few Ramble listeners were uh, playing a bit of football he so certainly yeah. took uh, inspiration from that I mean he's, he's on record saying that <laughs> um, <laughs> well it, it can't be proved um, but but the, the thing about Spurs yeah. is that, I mean, just, uh, they, they, they did come back after half time and were really good for a spell um, the big loss for them was obviously Dembele not playing and Bale not playing yeah. had mm. they been playing I'm not suggesting they'd have won the game because Chelsea have been magnificent all season we know that mm. um, but they would have had a much better chance because they've, been, they've both been excellent for, for Spurs and I'd wonder because I sometimes think 
uh, and it's not manifested itself yet so at some point I'm going to have to admit that I'm wrong uh, that Chelsea might struggle a bit more against better teams because they're not as robust as, as, as all that you know they, they overwhelm teams that aren't as good and I sort of thought they might struggle a bit, a bit against Spurs but it, obviously in the end they didn't mm. but they're, they're but not would, sh- they, would they have been as robust with people like Dembele and Bell using, and Bell using his pace against them they're mm. so, they've sort of seemed to be resigned to just attacking teams and really going for it even like home and away that's great to exactly watch same it's way. what Abramovich wanted isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. in the whole John Terry row um, when people have been questioning Di Matteo about it obviously he's been changing the subject as quickly as possible because I imagine, he, imagine he's just bored of talking about it he said something like that's not what we're thinking about uh, I'm thinking about training the team and how we can sort of better link defensive and attacking play so that's obviously something that's on Di Matteo's mind as well he's working mm. to stop that and it worked against Tottenham Br- mm. credit must go to Defoe for his finish he's Absolutely really improved hasn't he brilliant. he's really improved he's so Defoe, sharp I just think he needed um a bit of belief behind him and a, and a run in the side. I mean, Redknapp would always use him as a, an impact sub, mm. which I think Defoe can play very well. But I, I, I think he's he's a, he's a type. Of, he's a very enthusiastic player. Um, loves getting the ball. Yeah. You know, there, there are one or two English strikers who can be a little bit nervy sometimes with the ball. He absolutely loves it. He run at players, shoot, mm. get on the end. Of I, I, th- I think it's more than that. I think it's, what it is for me is I think back in the day, maybe when we first started doing the show four or five years ago, there were question marks over the phone. There was always an argument about whether he'd always let you down. Yeah. Is he too direct? Is, is he, he greedy? Is he unintelligent or greedy? And he has really rounded off his game as he's got older yeah. and he's a real asset now and there can be no doubt the way he's performed this season of how well he's played mm-hmm. I mean he has played very well and, and he really does deserve an immense amount of credit because Spurs have been light on strikers and when um, Adebayor goes um, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna struggle so they need him they rely on him more than often than not now it, I mean what's also impressive about Defoe is the way that he's not actually sacrificed any of that sort of um, you know kind of fox in the box style ability that you know actually drew criticism for people saying he was too greedy because mm. he was very sort of goal orientated I mean that goal at the weekend he, it was such a quick ball that came into him you have to make a split second decision mm. to be able to get so much brilliant technique around it he's really, razor sharp really isn't he in that sort yeah. of thing he's, in that sort of environment he's razor sharp and, and, and you're right Jim because you know it's easy for us to sit here and say this that he's too selfish or he used to be a bit like that but if he loses goals out of his game mm. everyone's going to judge him ten times more because exactly. he, he's not going to get runs and, inside and, and to be fair under the last manager every single transfer window he'd see about three strikers being signed anyway so <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. you know you're always watching your back well, when he's when exactly he's I think AVB's come in and he's, he's he said to him you know you're one of or if not my main man and I, yeah. that gives a striker so much confidence mm-hmm. um, as you say this sort of revolving door of strikers well, and also Adeboyle's just coming back from injury now isn't he as well so things may change but I think Adeboyle goes away to the African Cup of Nations in mm. the new uh, year anyway well Defoe's given himself a great chance of staying in there yeah Mm. Hooray! Um, but <laughs> but uh, but they'd lost the game, and Chelsea march on um, very handsomely. Now uh, Manchester City uh, got a good result at West Brom. West Brom hadn't lost a home game all season. Uh, City down to ten men with Milner being sent off and um, uh, pulled it back in the, with two Jacko goals in, in the last ten minutes. Well, speaking mm. of sort of impact stars with Jacko, well, is there a better yeah. one in the league than Jacko? Wasn't happy about it though, was he? <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> but you can understand that. You, yeah. you don't want to be seen as it's early on in the season for that sort. Of uh, disquiet yeah. though, isn't it? I didn't know. I've, I well, I think from the end of last season as well. Would you mm. like to see Arsenal take a part on Jekko? Um I'm yeah, not I, sure. I don't think Jekko would it. fit the system Arsenal play. I don't think that would work. He'd be a bit of a kind of you know square peg in a round hole there. Um, but I mean, well, you got Shamak as your impact sub. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, indeed. But uh, well, uh, to be honest, I think obviously Jekko is a better player than Shamak, but it would be a similar problem because they are quite similar. Uh, 
Shamak intends to be a player like <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it's probably the best way yeah. to well, and, and Nicholas Bentner to come back um, no he's gone mate he's oh, at, so the, old, he's he's at the old lady isn't he no but he's on loan no no that's oh forgive me sorry yeah, yeah. I was hoping <laughs> wanting it that <laughs> thing you can be forgiven for that um, <laughs> yeah. big, big, big J Mill this is his first red card isn't it it's his first red card of his career I think. is that right yeah I think so yeah I Ooh, think well. and he's been around since he was about 12 remember yeah, he's been around a long time from watching from watching the England-Poland game which I know we'll briefly talk about later perhaps hope not I it looks to me like James Milner is an attempt at making another Wayne Rooney in a lab that's not, <laughs> it's not quite work. Yeah. It's, got, it's got all the same sort of functionality. It's got all the graft, but none of the none of the human. Yeah, has got the X factor. You know, has got, got the X factor. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Wayne Rooney's a funny combination of real rugged English strength and mm. a little bit of continental flair, isn't yeah, it? It's quite a right. funny combo. Yeah, Mills also, had that surgery removed. Get the impression <laughs> oh, it was never there. That's the one thing they couldn't quite capture and get right. I get feel quite sorry. If Rooney was less of a sort of good finisher or yeah. know, didn't have that bit of flair he'd be a functional player anywhere on the pitch yeah I see what you mean <laughs> I, I feel a bit sorry for Milner because he, he, he is one of those players who both for Manchester City and for England you never see him sort of you know not bust his bollocks he, and, he, and it's not really his fault that there's a poor city of midfield players for England yeah. you know, and he gets a nod and people mm. go oh yeah James Milner he can run up and down all day brilliant that's just what we need sarcastically yeah. I think it's not really his fault is it you know he's doing his best yeah yeah. what are the alternatives um, it's not as if he's spoiling the ticky tacker game of England <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know. oh we'd be like Barcelona <laughs> one for Milner well, that's yeah. what I mean if, if England were a club side Milner would be one of like those sort of players who go yeah be a cult hero. Shifting, you know yeah It'd be like Perchino. It'd be like James In, Perch, in yeah, years yeah. to come, when, when England are winning trophies, you know, we'll oh, say, well, every England side needs James Milner. Yeah. Perhaps, <laughs> and back to the Man City game, though. I listened to that game on the radio, and, and when I watched the highlights on Match of the Day, the commentator, when West Brom scored, because they opened the score, didn't they? Yeah, long did. He yeah. said, oh, yes, against the run of play, they'll be gutted about that, Man City. But the radio was seen to suggest that Man City weren't really at the races. Well, I think City had um, a few more chances and better efforts on goal. Mm. But West Brom have been quietly going about their business, especially at home, haven't they? Oh, they've, they've been, been excellent. They've been yeah, excellent. Brilliant finish from Long. He really, really just. I was, wasn't just it? In and just so smart and quick. We're well, talking about it was in the sense with like Defoe, very controlled um, mm. and nice technique. And well, that, that was a shot of Mono when you won there. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But also with, with Long, it's one of those things where sometimes you watch the. Maybe when you're a bit younger, you watch the game on TV and you think, oh, why doesn't he just run there and score? Because the dimensions look wrong on yeah. TV and those those gaps aren't as, as yeah. close as they look. But Long actually did one of them. Yeah, he it did, yeah. <laughs> and City thought, the, the City defence actually thought, he must be offside. But he yeah. wasn't. He wasn't offside by about, by about a yard. And, and uh, Lukaku had a couple of late chances on that overhead yeah. kick, which could have got him a point. Oh, yeah. And they were a bit, they'll be gutted because they had a couple of breaks. When Man City were really pushing the game, that's right. West Brom had a few breaks and they could they just couldn't take advantage yeah. of it. But City, well, Mancini very successfully mixed it up by bringing on Jeko and Tevez as well. Just it changed the game. Just look like, at the they, players he's got. His I know, of course, you know. but it's, you've still got to deploy them in the right way. Of course. Was it, yeah, it was Aguero who set him up, um, Jeko, and a lovely finish as well. Oh yeah, I mean he but could he have had a touch. You, you, you know, you remember you remember him um, when he played in Germany and that yeah, season he yeah, had yeah. at Wolfsburg. Oh, it does, he was doesn't surprise me. I'm just credit where credit's due. It's one of those players, right? And in Dzeko, you know, he was one of the hottest properties in Europe when yeah. he was in City. Oh, he, he should be the main man at any club, you know, normally, you would mm. think. But this is the standard that, you know, that, that, you know, they're trying to conquer Europe, aren't they? You've got to have that. I mean, look at the great Man United sides um, mm. of, of the past. Everyone talks about the treble win inside in 1999 and the four strikers. They had four top quality strikers. Well, two different partnerships. Yeah, mm. it's what you've got to have if you really want to sort of put a, you know, attempt in at winning everything, which mm. they do. Well, City tend to play with, um, well, not t- they, they can play with one front man as well. I mean, how many people have you got vying for that spot? Yeah. Mm. 
So um, and what I'm saying, Jacob, it's no great shame mm. that you're on the bench for Manchester City. You could do a lot worse. Um, uh, Manchester <laughs> United. It's a small consolation. Isn't it? Um, uh, yeah, Manchester- we're really delighted with that. <laughs> <laughs> Which he's definitely listening, of course. Uh, Manchester United uh, beat Stoke City four two. Stoke came right out of the traps at them. <laughs> I thought really they could have been about three 0 up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rooney gave him a helping hand. <laughs> what really made me laugh about that was the way Ryan Shawcross celebrated it yeah. as if he'd scored it. Yeah. Everyone can see he didn't score it. <laughs> I don't know why players do that. You <laughs> never. Get away with it, not this day and age. Well, it's a goal. I like, gonna... sure, I, I like, I think Shawcross is going, let me have this, just this moment. Yeah. Let, me have this, <laughs> let me have this 10 seconds. The truth will out, we all know that. <laughs> let me have this 10 seconds. <laughs> don't get many. My oh, mum's here, my mum's here. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. fans in front of us don't know for the minute. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really comedy own goal by Rooney as well. The ball just sort of hit him, he didn't mm, really know what well, he was yeah. doing. Uh, a really attacking header, though. I was yeah. going to say, there was, uh, there was some great crossing. <laughs> From Manchester United, that ball into Rooney was superb, and then Rooney's ball into Welbeck's goal mm. was was it was Beckham-esque. But Rooney's own goal, though, you cannot run towards your own goal at that velocity and expect <laughs> something bad to not happen. <laughs> what about he, he, did, he did make up for it. Kitely yeah. scored a great one. It, it was a lovely d- one. Determination yeah. um, mm. uh, personified. But the marking for RVP's goal was absolutely <laughs> fictional. Yeah. There's no one around him. <laughs> <laughs> Old Trafford, he's one of the yeah. world's best players. What are you doing? Ridic- ridiculous <laughs> finish from him, though. You can Just, imagine, yeah, yeah, but you can imagine the Stoke defenders after the game. What are they saying? Oh, I didn't think he'd score it, to be honest. <laughs> he's six yards out. I forgot he was on the field. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he go to Barcelona? That was the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Man-, Man United and Manchester City both didn't really play, from what I saw, play that well and still come away with sort of sort of results so that's that's, that's I think it's good United, for the top United race. turn that around but they, they could have been so many goals down that's yeah, the thing they, they, that's the United though isn't they mm. could have been but they weren't and they they, they, mm. they woke up but, I mean, and, they, and they massively woke up and then as soon as they did Stoke were never going to get anything out of the game but it's one of those ones isn't it for away fans you just hope that your team can start well at Old Trafford and, and United are very very um, slow out of the blocks and, and they, they got the goal and they did look good and it's just you're thinking come on and then slowly but surely yeah. the Karakana waits <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and, and uh, it's, just, it's just most teams I mean, obviously Spurs did it a week a week or two ago but most teams just haven't got the psychological preparation or wherewithal mm. to survive it to go at them they can't. to actually attack them and it's such a physical effort to keep the ball from them for so long or chase the ball down at Old Trafford as well it becomes very tough for them but how much I mean is, is it the Old Trafford factor because Stamford Bridge is just not the same arena which um, nowhere near as big no of course not Anfield lost its magic years ago I would mm. say for that kind of psychological edge Marcus Speller at the football realm dot com it's just Marcus <laughs> Speller he's getting it right um, is a quote I heard recently yeah. um, but, uh, by Pete Donaldson <laughs> <laughs> oh this is like the Encina Reservoir dog yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Liverpool uh, fans I like you very much yes yeah. um, and the Emirates um, again is uh, one Rubbish. could argue yeah. uh, I've heard you say before Jim but um <laughs> but does old tra- do you, how much of that do you think in Old Trafford? It's a factor, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's not. But it's not even necessarily the fans. It's not a fact. It's not. A, a, no, no, I know. I, I, I'm not saying it's the, the history around. But I mean, I mean, the, the, obviously, the main part of this debate is that Manchester are a very good team. That's, that's as simple, mm. simple as that, really. But I mean, they have a, a kind of mythos behind them as well, though, don't they? That's your. You're almost not facing the individuals on the pitch. You're facing Man United in your head, and that's yeah. always going to be a factor. Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't think it's. I don't think it's as, um, as as established as it was perhaps in the '90s when they were just relentless. Mm-hmm. But I think it's still a factor. Yeah. I mean, it, it proved it's proved time and time again to be a factor. Mm-hmm. Interesting story coming out of Old Trafford is that uh, David De Gea has signed um, with a new agent and he's signed with Jorge Mendes. 
uh, the, the Portuguese super agent and there's been a lot of talk this week that, returning um, to Spain yeah, that, yeah that, he's that, homesick. no apparently it's not homesick apparently that's a rumour that's not oh. true but Mourinho <laughs> you'd understand yeah, it, but the, the, the big um, the big talk in the, in the Real Madrid dress, dress room is, is of course been for a while that Mourinho and Casillas don't get on and, and, and Casillas has come out and denied it but Mourinho is at all intents and purposes apparently looking for a long term replacement for Casillas and, and th- this Move of, from De Gea to, from his agency to Mendes is, is seen by some people as yeah. that he wants to move back there. That would back be to a Madrid. Boneheaded move on De Gea's part because Casillas isn't going anywhere for some time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose Casillas. Oh, at least, been, what is he, 30 now? Yeah, Casillas yeah. has been at the ever present there. I mean, he's seen off a lot of managers, Casillas, like Raul used to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah. I was about to say, yeah, I mean, uh, Mourinho would go before Casillas. Yeah. But I mean, you look at, you look at De Gea and you, and you think something's not quite right there, is it? Because he's an excellent goalkeeper, but he's not been. I know what you mean. It takes a while, he's a young man, and I wouldn't want to judge him too early on, but you understand what I'm saying. Absolutely. What's well, the rotation? I mean, any other position, it's fair enough, you want the competition. I think the, as a goalkeeper, it undermines you more than anything. It's, it's a demonstration of a lack of faith. You know, yeah, and and but that's going to play on your mind. How many goalkeepers have we seen come and go from Old Trafford? Yeah, mm. well, when I, mean, I did Matt Murray interview on on the Ramble website, mm. he said to me, we talked a bit about De Gea and, and, and Lindegaard. Yeah, he said, I still do it. No. <laughs> he said that um, he said one the one thing I wanted from my manager at all times, no matter different styles, different managers with different ways of doing things, I just wanted to know that I was number one. Mm. If I yeah. made a mistake, it wouldn't matter. I'd still be the manager's number one. That's right. Uh, and and he said it's difficult for them because they don't, obviously don't have that assurance. But this is, but this is the same thing with strikers, you know, and, and could be the same thing with with. Defoe, if you miss a chance, oh my goodness, I, I might have lost the number nine jersey yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but I think goalkeepers is the nth degree of that, yeah, that, yeah. that kind of psychology. And in a way, I don't think it's the same for Lindergaard because he's seen as the underdog in the situation. So when he plays, it's like he's winning. I think he's um, been superb yeah. when he's played in the game. Yeah, exactly. He really has. Well, the pressure's it. off, as Jim says. Yes, maybe that's a part of it. Yeah. Mm. yeah um, well, what about um, the, the, the kick it out campaign? I mean, Rio Ferdinand boycotted it. Alex I, Ferguson said he'll be dealt with, and then has kind of maybe realised that wasn't the best thing to say. I'm and, not surprised. Not I mean, I, I have very few fetishes in this world, apart from the boobs and the bums. But <laughs> old, it's a start, middle class <laughs> white men talking about what black people should do with their time, I, I find I, terrifically I, exciting. I so my penis has just been. Erect all week. It's been <laughs> wonderful. I wouldn't call Fergie middle class somehow. <laughs> yeah, to, 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 to I would say I would argue that he's more middle class than upper class. He's a he's, champagne he's socialist, loaded. isn't he? He's yeah. loaded. Uh, well, okay, not his roots, but I'll take your point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying di- that he, has, he hasn't got he hasn't really got much right talking about what, no, no, how, I, how, yeah, how no, black no. people should conduct their yes, affairs in their lives. I, that's what I'm saying because yeah. you know. Of course, well, I agree. With to you. be fair to Ferguson, he did say that he sat down with Rio Ferdinand and was was impressed with his conviction at why he did it. And basically, I think he said it was a communication issue. I think Ferguson didn't know that was going to happen, so obviously, you know, he probably would have wanted to be aware of that, and they wouldn't have had this situation. In the first well, place, don't open your mouth about stuff that yeah, that's, I, I, I think, very, you know. But I think that's a one-dimensional way of looking at it. I, th- I think you know you've got you've got to look at the way that how Ferguson operates mm-hmm. compared to how other managers operate. Brian McDermott said about Jason Roberts, he's free to do it every once. We chatted about it. I support him. Mm. Alex Ferguson is, is a manager, rightly or wrongly. Mm-hmm. I'm not defending him on this point. No, but rightly or wrongly, he exerts maximum control over all mm. his players at all times, and he was misguided in what he said. But the reason he said it is because he wants so much control over his players. He rules that club like he's basically a despot it doesn't mm. he that's and, and that's how it's worked and that's why he came out and that's why I think you've seen him backtrack a little bit because he realised he but was that's wrong but it's a bigger debate than Manchester United of course United. Yeah. it's, it's a bigger, bigger debate football a, yeah of course and, yeah, but, but, but as Luke says Ferguson doesn't see it like that Ferguson was asked the day before or two days before whatever it was will your players be wearing those t-shirts and he said yes and then one of his players one of his biggest players doesn't do it mm. he said it's embarrassing and you're absolutely right Luke he, the way he runs that club people are going to think oh as Ferguson lost a dr- not the dressing room but oh, there's something wrong there and, and he can't have any of that 
As Pete said, though, it's a wider issue than Man United. I think it's a really interesting one. Um, Gordon Taylor from the PFA mm-hmm. has come out and said, I think, you know, basically said, you know, it's damaging to keep to keep this dragging on. It's a, it's you know, not an issue that's getting helped by people keep talking about it and people need to reflect on it and maybe just sort of calm down a bit. But I couldn't disagree more. If the players themselves are the people that feel that the kick it out campaign is not working, then there's a responsibility really to keep that debate going and see what can be done to make it more effective. How is now, putting a, how is putting a certain shirt on a black player going to change fucking anything? Exactly. It's the white squats shouting the crap in the first place. just a Terry affair, isn't it? That's I think it comes down to a lack of leadership from UEFA FIFA and the FA because it's easy to I mean people have got their own reasons for wearing or not wearing a t-shirt I mean I think I happen to think the players are quite complacent in whether they wear them when they wear them anyway mm. and, and Jerry Lescott's not won one for years and no one said anything about that mm. because it's his personal decision and that's fine but the point being that to, to, to sort of target um, kick it out or show racism red card who basically have got no decision making process at all they're a pressure group and they're mm-hmm. funded in part by, by football associations but they haven't really got anything to, 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 to hang their hat on but it's easy for us to say well let, let the FA and let UEFA and let FIFA do their job and punish racism but they don't do that no, yeah, exactly. when they don't do that it undermines the whole thing and there's a lack of leadership on the issue in total and it's a global game so when we see like Russian federations handing out tiny you know bands and tiny uh, well, UEFA doing that as well yeah, yeah, well that's what I mean that's what I mean UEFA and FIFA and all the, like, the big organisations handing out tiny little uh, fines and stuff and you know it's it's you can't get away with that sort of thing. There has to be some sort of unified agreement, you know, unilateral agreement between all of the federations in football. It's doable. You can get banned f- globally as a football. You can get banned mm. like that. But also, mm. the punishments are completely misguided as well because it's almost like the punishments don't have any thought put into them. Mm. If you, you just chuck money, uh, fines at players who are, who are wealthy. I mean, you, what you want to be doing, in my view, is is punishing them in a way that actually makes them regret their actions and put something back into the community because racism doesn't start it doesn't have its genesis in football no. people come to football grounds and maybe they, they, they commit acts of racism but they're not racist because they go to football yeah. and, then, and banning racism from a ground doesn't stop racism it just stops it happening in football well, so it starts a, with education it's a societal problem you won't, you won't be able to get racism out of football that in itself is quite an abstract concept what, the, best, the next best thing you can do is make it clear that it's so unacceptable uh, that people That's gradually right. over time realise what a stupid thing it is as has happened in wider society you know, we're a more, lot more tolerant society mm. as time goes on, and that will trickle down into football in the cases where it is still a problem. But I think the thing with the Kick It Out campaign, no, they're not affiliated properly to the FA. They don't have any sort of um, decision making, but they are part funded by the mm. FA, and that's the most visible thing that the players can do to, to sort of sort of essentially use as a scapegoat. But would you have liked to, to actually seen... get some change coming around? I, I, I agree with that. But would you like to see to have seen instead of the fine and the ban for John Terry, for example, would you like to have seen him do like community work and go into the community and say oh, I was wrong? This is why I was wrong. I, I t- don't know that the FA can do that. No, like the problem practically well I mean oh that's a different that's a different answer but I mean, would you like to see it was the question well yeah in an ideal world yeah I'd like to see him sort of cleaning the streets but I, th- I think that's <laughs> no but I mean actually educating people on why because I don't think I don't happen to think personally John Terry is racist so I'd like to hit, I'd like yeah. him to make mm. an example and say because he's, he's all but admitted in his statement I accept what I did was wrong and yeah. what the language I used was unacceptable he said that yeah. so why doesn't he go out into the mm. he said it to be offensive in the heat of a moment yeah. to, to insult a player I'm sure yeah um but I just like I say it's, it's two different things I think you need there needs to be like a 10 match ban automatic ban something like that I think the difference between Suarez and, and Terry is uh, you know it's, Suarez got 8 games because apparently he said he said racist things more than Terry did I think that's stupid mm. I think, you, I I think, think a, a 10 game ban is a huge yeah. chunk of a season and you're going to have you, you're going to 
players will not do it. But but it's, it's weird John, that it's come up twice recently. It's not been an issue for a long J- time. But John Terry uh, didn't appeal the final decision from the FA. So why is he still playing football for Chelsea Football Club? That's what I don't understand. Why, why is he? Well, he why, was why, just sort of why Chelsea haven't? Why um, Chelsea haven't sort of? Uh, you know, we can't you can't brush it under the carpet because it just keeps on happening. And, it, and it's and he's a very visible footballer. And you know, sometimes you just got to, you've pissed you've had a footballer that's pissed all over your chips. Throw the chips out. Throw the Terry out with the bathwater. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just it just it just seems perverse to me that we're you know we're saying one thing and, and, and doing the other. It's it's just ridiculous. Mm. Well, it was, it'll, it'll I mean, I mean the, the, the addendum to that is if John Terry really had any class about him, he probably would have given up the captaincy and mm. taken the situation out of Chelsea's hands. And Chelsea should have restricted him to captaincy. I, I think I firmly believe that. But Terry, if he, had, I mean, because the point is, you can say all these things, can't you? You can say I regret this, I regret that. But the actions of a man who's quick to tell everyone how brave he is and how yeah. much he stands up for things and how much he's not scared to say sorry about stuff, he says how that much all of the a time. Big man he is yeah, how much of a words. big man he is in his own words. Actions are speak louder than words. Hang, hand over the captaincy then Show how regretful you are For the situation Well this is what I don't understand about Terry But maybe he's thinking about His legacy at this point In his career he's he's sort of going, Yeah fucked. of course it is Of course it is But he doesn't think, know that He walks around His well, yeah, pilot dollar yeah, house Yeah but we talk about The legacy He I mean, walks around with his house He walks around <laughs> his, million, thing to do, walks around his million dollar house Pissing in um, pint glasses And yeah. stuff And just throwing them In the <laughs> fireplace you know, He's got you. a disabled parking bay Outside his house <laughs> In his own grounds <laughs> Just so he can park in it Yeah He still pays the fine and he eats dogs as well. <laughs> um, uh, so nice one. Jim told me. Um, <laughs> now that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we're going to move on from, from from this debate because we could probably spend the rest of the show with it, uh, mm. doing that. But uh, we'll have a racist Christmas. Spell. See, racism having, Christmas. In, instead racism of having old uh, white gentlemen talking about you know racism, <laughs> what, you know we're basically just for young white people. I'm, not, I'm not that young. Youngish. No, okay, youngish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, Don't okay. give us too much credit there. Um, uh, let's talk about Grant Holt. <laughs> a man who transcends You've turned it round races. Transcends <laughs> race <laughs> um, He scored against Arsenal in, in a great win for Norwich um, And a poor result for Arsenal I didn't see it But did Grant Holt start that game? He did yeah Because yeah. he's not started that many games He's not started well, He's certainly not started as many as he started last season no. But he's shown that it, when, he, when he plays he, he does the business mm. again It was a terrible spill wasn't it really? <laughs> it really was I didn't see it I didn't see it so. Big Veto He missed a couple of chances oh, didn't Big he? Veto yeah. Big Don Veto Well Arsenal were poor um, to be fair they, Norwich just sort of um, Just put up a brick wall basically And um, went to hit them on the counter And Arsenal just had no answer to it That was the it second worked. half um, But Jim I, I, was, so. I, was, I was thinking Because obviously when you see that You think oh, Arsenal must have batted him Which couldn't score But then mm. on five really like They were saying it wasn't like that at all No, no I'm afraid not I'm afraid not pal Right let's uh, get out of these shores And go to La Liga There was a nine goal thriller at uh, Deportivo La Coruña where Barcelona beat them 5-4 Messi got a hat-trick of course yeah, but 5-4 they were 3-0 up after I think it was 17 minutes <laughs> oh, and, and, and yeah. those glorious goals that they scored it's a crazy game I, th- I think Barcelona and, and actually part of a, a more serious point here is because Real Madrid are what are they 8 points behind them now mm. I mean it's, still yeah, there's it's not a, even now is it They'd... but there's a point where you think and it certainly seemed to be evident in the, what the parts of that game I saw that Barcelona sort of switched off a little bit it was almost like they they Real Madrid are almost the, the big enemy that has disappeared and they're, sort of, they're sort of skipping through the meadows with nothing to worry about yeah, yeah. and these teams are football players as well yeah, you know they yeah. will score goals if you let them there's a Mont- tortoise in the hair sort of yeah syndrome, possibly it was, yeah. Mont- well, uh, it was Montoya wasn't it um, he didn't have a fantastic game I know he's young but I was just like he was just getting beat <laughs> he yeah. all ends up I, Me- right, Messi he played obviously in international and two days later he's forced to play in this match incredible and he's got a baby like literally days away from coming he says he's knackered yeah and that's what he's like when Patrick, he just Patrick away from home I mean in fairness Devil 2 
are a poor side. I mean, they've only won one game this season. So, you know, Barcelona is conceding awesome four against anyone is crazy. Hmm. That goal that Messi scored, that Fabregas assist was amazing. Yeah. Well, when he smashed it top corner. No, but he threaded the oh, ball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Messi right foot at bottom corner. But the way that. The Fabregas, the outside of the, the ball. The ball wasn't on. It just wasn't it's on. It's incredible. Yeah, really good. It's just not possible. Jordi Alves scored an own goal as well. He did. As well as a goal. They've got, they've got yeah. the win and that's all they care really about, is. isn't it? How much do you reckon Villanova's uh, thinking about signing up Messi's new kid? <laughs> like, not even out, out of the. It's like yet. you know that Vinicius and Serena Williams' father signed them both up for tennis academies before they were born. Wow! Right. So he was just decided they were going to be tennis players. I reckon that, that happens with every tennis player ever, though, doesn't it? I think so. <laughs> you have to have a mad tennis dad, otherwise you, you're doomed. A did really happen, pushy parent. Yeah. Did it happen to Jeremy Bates? Do you think? I don't <laughs> even know that is. <laughs> <laughs> that's so the answer. Not. That's the answer. <laughs> I'm the same age as Roger yeah, Federer. Yeah. He was a pre-runner. Me. He was a brilliant. You're always a, saying that. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, cheer up. It's not a boast. Chat line. I've heard him use it. Same age as Roger Federer. I We're very know. similar in many ways. <laughs> Only that one. Yeah. Jeremy Bates was the pre-runner to Tiger Tim Henman. Tiger wow. Tim, the, t- the Tim Henman chip in charge. <laughs> Um, uh, we're in La Liga Why are we talking about Tiger Tim um, You started it yeah. Radomir Falcao <laughs> Radomir Radomir Should be Radomir yeah. Radomir um, Falcao Sounds like a sort of Character from Game of Thrones doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well Radomir Falcao Can I just say Well you've brought him up 107 goals In his last three seasons Delish Sail it home <laughs> Were you talking And toot the horn <laughs> One of the, Probably the most Crash into the pier yeah. <laughs> I saw, I saw Clever girl <laughs> I saw most of this match the Real Sociedad should have had like a couple of goals nah. they were you know they had so many chances well uh, true but they didn't they didn't <laughs> take them um, but, uh, and, uh, only because uh, they brought uh, down the onion uh, uh, and then the <laughs> <laughs> Falcao got it and Atletico Madrid um, are still keeping up the pace you're talking about Real Madrid hmm. you know the, the tortoise and the hare situation but Atletico Madrid are still in there oh that'd be brilliant wouldn't it imagine if they nipped in I think we all know it's going to end in glorious failure <laughs> yeah of course it is but, yeah but with Falcao but let's get though. behind yeah. them while we can yeah yeah, yeah of course of course, now I'm up for that. <laughs> uh, of course, Malaga, they're only five points off the top in third. Did you see uh, Michelle's goal for um, Levante at Getafe? No, I didn't see that. Absolute bomb of a hit from about 35 yards out, a couple of minutes from the end. And it's the most bizarre thing because obviously all the Levante fans are sort of celebrating because it was a one nil, basically, it was the winner. It was 1 0 yeah. away from home at Getafe. It, Simultaneously, because it was so late in the game, as the Levante fans all got up to celebrate, all the Getafe fans just got up and left. Oh, so by the time the celebration fans were finished, there was like no one left. Oh. <laughs> it's a nice moment, the whole stadium. What an important goal! Yeah, the goal got everyone off their feet. Clear the stadium. <laughs> Superb stuff from La Liga. Let's go to Serie A, um, where the top of the table clash ended in a victory for the old lady. Of course, it did. Mm. They're not going to lose any time soon. They beat Napoli two 0 Paul Pogba. Scored a nice one. Mm. Yeah, nice to see what he's actually like. Yeah, Juventus are on an amazing run. The only, the only run I can think of in club football at the moment is the Shakhtar run. Who I think they've won twenty-one league games in a mm. row. Yeah, that's nowhere near what. No, but they've won play. every game though. Yeah, oh really? Yeah, it's, it's the Shakhtar. I think they won the last nine of last season. They've won the first twelve of this one. The Bentner effect. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> true. To, yeah. I think the Juventus were quite good before Bentner came along, though, weren't they? Yeah, quite. Oh, it was, was Bentner invented football. That's what I had. It was the thought of <laughs> signing him that spurred them on. Probably. <laughs> If we carry on this We can get Bentner When he's angry He smashes up all the players' cars So yeah. you know. What about Juventus defender Leonardo Bonucci Who had an armed robber Point a gun at him last then week punched him didn't he Well he was at a car dealership Did he knock with him his... out Hang on No it's better than that it's, oh, right. uh, he, had a, he was at a car dealership With his Did wife he get shot and died <laughs> With his wife Worse. and baby son uh, And the robber came up to him Demanding his watch And uh, Bonucci just floored him 
Yeah. <laughs> he, then, he then chased him off. He did. And the guy him. jumped onto a scooter and drove With off. his accomplice. And the guy was very, so typically yeah, Italian. A very guy, Italian. A very guy, a literal Italian job. The guy who Bonucci punched was pointing a gun at Bonucci while running away, going, What are you doing? I've got a gun! <laughs> That's amazing. Brilliant. That reminds me of the time when apparently Maurice Green's bag was snatched at an airport terminal and the guy legged it, so Maurice Green just chased him as the fastest man in the world at that point. <laughs> just took it back off. Oh, him. yeah, that's right. <laughs> dear, oh, dear. <laughs> what were they thinking? That genuinely is quite. Disturbing though that I mean, you know, so it's probably one of those situations where you don't really think of what you're doing. It's, mm. it's, it's more of like an impulse rather than an active sort of legitimate. It could rate. have gone a lot worse. This shit, yeah, it does show yeah. that you know Benucci probably has a career after football. It's some sort of maverick crime sleuth. Yeah, just going around. Don't spoil a future opening question. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, he's, maybe he's a Torino fan. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, uh, elsewhere, Lazio beat Milan three two. Mm. Uh, two incredible th- goals from Lazio. Oh, weren't they just? Can Drivers was a beauty. Weren't Lazio yeah. three 0 up at one? They were three 0 up. Um, uh, El Sharawi getting a. On the yeah, he's again. sort of really the only, only bright spot for me at the moment. Milan are fifteenth with seven points from eight it, games. It is all, it's quite sad. To watch how bad they are. Well, I I, I saw because um, um, De Jong scored, didn't he? Yeah. And I remember thinking, why did you go there? You you were at City, and I'm thinking, oh, what? It's Milan. It's Milan. Yeah. And I'm going, why did you go yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they've obviously got no money. They're in a real real dire straits. Sharawai, who's who's, you know, probably the bright spot for them, as I just said, and he's been he's been relied upon an awful lot. He's only 19. Yeah. Should we get Blumen Seedorf back? That's yeah. right. He's got a few. I think he's got a few league goals. Probably got five or six league goals. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's, no, he's doing well. well. He's yeah. one of the, as you say, one of the few bright sparks. Well, we said at the start of the season, didn't we? That yeah. he needed um, a big season. He's doing his bit, but uh, unfortunately, yeah. they're, they're, they're leaking goals. Um, Lazio were fined forty thousand euros for um, their fans' racist behaviour at White Hart Lane. Standard. Yeah. Kick him out. So that kick him out of the tournament. That'll be the end. Yeah. Of Lazio's problem with racism. And racism. Yeah. <laughs> Just one thing on the Milan thing. I mean, yes. we, we all agree that you can't sustain those sort of personnel losses and, and not suffer so bad. Of course, yeah. I mean, cause the amount of players they lost and the quality of those players as well is it's going to be difficult for them. Well, the, the, yeah, the bottom was always going to fall out of Milan, weren't and, they? And there's talk that they want to get rid of Allegri, but they just can't afford to get anyone else in. Mm. Yeah, it's bad. It's it's sad. How the mighty are mismanaged. Mm. Um, uh, we have to go to the Bundesliga. Mm. Because Can we talk about Rodrigo um, Palacio's hair first? Oh, for it's, Inter. It's called for Inter. It's the worst haircut in football. I'm putting it. Do out you think? There. Is it worse it's, than Neymar's? Uh, yeah, it's it's one very long rat's tail. The rest is a skinhead. Is it worse? It's, it's not. It's, wor- it's not worse than that Ronaldo haircut in 2002. Oh, the little oh. triangle. No, yeah. but the thing is that he's persisted with this. He's always had the rat's tail. What other whatever other haircut he's had, he's always had the. Ra- it's, just, it's rubbish. Yeah. Maybe he's forgotten. So maybe he's angry. Maybe he has forgotten. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Bundesliga. Yeah, okay. that, that was my insightful point about Inter's win. <laughs> uh, uh, I think you've covered off all the bases there. Can we talk about Palace losing their manager? No, go carry on. <laughs> go over us. <laughs> oh yeah, big Dougie Freeman's gone to gone to Bolton. Uh, Controversial, unbelievable. Controversial. Um, and uh, in the Bundesliga, <laughs> sorry, uh, you think about Dougie Freeman, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking he's a handsome chap. Is, is he gone to Dusseldorf? Um, <laughs> they got beaten five 0 off, off Bayern Munich. Bayern have maximum points from eight games. They've scored 26 goals, conceded two, uh, and managed cle- six clean sheets. They're five cl- points clear at the top of the <laughs> league. They, they are <laughs> yeah. clearly fed up of this not winning nonsense. Mm. They've had <laughs> enough. <laughs> They've conceded one league goal in the last six games. Everything's working for them. Mandzukic is playing well, scoring goals. Muller's playing really well, mm. scoring goals. Cruz as well. Mm. And, yeah. you, and you know that they'll get the quarters and the semis of the Champions League yeah. and go wrong for them. Well, last, last year... 
well, it Went was the ultimate. Them, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, they play. I think their first game against Dortmund, who always beat them, is the first of December, I think. But Dortmund aren't going so well. They're not so. going so well. No, they they started poorly. They lost two one at home to Schalke. But Dortmund started uh, last season poorly as well, and they're still okay. And the Schalke game's a derby, so it's a big blow for them. But it's their first home defeat in over a year. Bloody hell. Against their rivals, you know, there was bound to be crowd trouble. <laughs> yeah, was, it, was there not a fair amount of crowd trouble that game? Yeah, 200, 200, 200, 200 rest, was it? Bloody hell. And it looks, I mean, I knew that there'd been trouble after the game when I saw the highlights, so maybe this informs the way it looked, but the, the crowd did look a bit rowdy. It's a bit of a shame, well, obviously it's a shame, but um, Dortmund fans were so impressive in their support of their team in Manchester. Yeah. When they, when they drew one on with City. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, big Are derby. Look what happened to Sheffield Wednesday Leeds game. Whoa, yeah. Derbies, people go over the top sometimes, don't they? Uh, Dortmund are. in jail, doesn't he, already? That's right, yeah. Uh, Dortmund are fourth, 12 points off the top spot already um, but um, only so that's s- massive that's that's even more than Madrid yeah and that's just maths it's well, because Bayern Munich have started so so well they've won mm. every single game well there's only seven points separate fourth and bottom in, Bundes- in the Bundesliga what a league what mm. a league Jim what a league it was like Eintracht Frankfurt who got promoted and they had the best ever record for a promoted side but then when the first four or five games in a row yeah, they're, they're, they're still second they're second yeah, yeah. five points behind Bayern yeah. five points behind Bayern uh, let's go to Brazil because Neymar scored his 200th goal for Santos um, against Atletico Mineiro just a day after flying home from Poland um, after appearing in a friendly for Brazil. Isn't he still about 12? 200. Did you see, did you see <laughs> that? Did you see that goal? Though? It, was, goal like, it, it was. was like he receives it and one flick of the ankle takes out two players mm. and then he's off and then he's gone and then he scored again at the weekend yeah. which is amazing. It's like um, ridiculous. And he, and he scored that 200th goal with the number 200 on his back. That is big time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He knew he was going to score. <laughs> I mean, people will, people will detract from his goal scoring record by saying a lot of his goals come in the state championships in Brazil and stuff like that as well. But I mean, yeah, you can't really argue that record. Yeah, I mean, that is, it is age. That's so many goals. Indeed, it is. Indeed, it is. It might get up to Romario's thousandth. Or Pele's. I mean, technically, Pelé got, any of us could with Romario's yeah, tactic Pelé, of doing that. Pele got 1,263. Mm. Officially. Yeah. I think that included like, a lot of reserve games and uh, kickabouts of his mates. I don't stuff. know. I mean, if you. <laughs> The, 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 if you look at the results of when Pele was playing they, Santos really did murder teams all the time he got like a hundred goals in a league season <laughs> <laughs> and you can't be rude about him because it's his birthday today oh is it Pele's yeah, birthday yeah, today Pele's birthday today happy, happy birthday, birthday, birthday Pele. Pele I would now before we go to uh, Pete's game we've got to talk a little bit about the international football just quickly from uh, last week it was a fantastic night of international football after saying that no one cares anymore well my goodness it, it does sometimes feel like only us in this room care about international well, football well after that uh, and then that happens and then we're all like told you so are you trying to get on the pear sheet pear yes. sheet pear pa- slip I honestly I, what is a pear sheet I'd like to know <laughs> I honestly think it was one of the greatest nights of international football qualifying in, in, you, in years what, Watching people talk about a roof. For well, no, <laughs> that included, but some of the other results that we'll, we'll go through uh, in just a sec. But I was absolutely enthralled by the, the events going hilarious. on in Warsaw. You, you actually rang me giggling. You were <laughs> so, you were so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, poor old Gabriel Clark. Oh, yeah. I thought the ITV Gabriel. pundits did a sterling job. I thought, on they, that. I thought, but there was one bit. Roy Keane laughed at one one point, which terrified that was, me. That was the best bit. That was the <laughs> because he'd been stuck in the room with them for so long, he'd gone mad. It's because they wow. were they were chatting and, and they were <laughs> more mad, different mad. <laughs> yeah. They were chatting away, and every now and then, oh Gabriel, any more news? Oh, Southgate would mention some pants. Everyone would laugh. Ah, yeah. the idea of pants. <laughs> <laughs> they probably see more of other people's pants than any of us do because they've been in locker rooms all their lives. Why? Yeah. Why this? got such a juvenile sense of humour why are you talking about pants 
Well, Gareth Southgate is, you know, it. he's got a good job. He should be a little bit more respectful they to undergrundies. And they said underpants. They said underpants. underpants. Well, yeah. I thought I did an okay job, given well, it's I, very hard I, to film an hour I, of live TV. Yeah, it's like, it's like rolling news, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, of a roof not being shot. Yeah. I genuinely thought they would just put a Bond film on or something. I, th- I assume yeah. that was normal. Pro- I just love how, how many of the sponsors were in the ears going, keep it going, keep it going. I love how they kept cutting to guys doing Klinsmans on the pitch. The Klinsman dives of Polish fans. That was absolutely quality. But the bit where Roy Keane laughed was when Adrian Charles clearly was just thinking well what can we talk about we've just gone to Gabriel Clark three times in the last two minutes there's no fans diving around the pitch and he goes we've heard there's they didn't shut the roof because it was heavy rains not a monsoon and he, and he genuinely posed the question in, in sort of pundit style to Roy Keane he went Roy I mean I mean, what's the difference between heavy rains and a monsoon <laughs> and Keane just started laughing as, if, as it comes to this which is lucky because Roy Keane could have gone I will monsoon down on you in a <laughs> yeah. just like would have pulled the bottom off of his jaw off and started eating <laughs> Yeah, I'd like if yeah. we just turned the camera and did a fine rendition with accompaniment of chocolate rain. Chocolate rain. <laughs> oh, I can't stand the rain. But I'm peebles. All right. But at one point, Gabriel Clark was like interviewing people and asking, and she doesn't even work here. I know. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> there was one guy who was just head of referees on the day or something like that. Like the FA's <laughs> referees <laughs> consultant, something or other. Yeah. Nothing to do with the situation, basically. Yeah, yeah. But we're just getting blamed for all of it. Yeah. On Why is the roof not closed? I do not know. Why? Was yeah. I like how ITV usually get criticised for going off air at inopportune moments, but yeah. it stayed on air for such a long yeah. time. That Everyone was, still complains. That was the chance. Yeah. I don't care if you work in catering. Why is the roof not closed? Yeah. Um, it was, the, and the funny thing was, it really was genuinely better than the actual game. Yeah, the game is awful. Yeah, but uh, let's, I don't want to talk about the game. No. Uh, what I do want to talk about um, the result of of the evening, and possibly one of the results of again recent qualifying history—a result that will echo through history, Marcus. Yeah, it simply will. Germany 4-0 up yeah, against yeah. Sweden, looking magnificent. That's never happened to them. And then there's half an hour to go, and suddenly Big Zlatan scores. Mm. Yeah. And he said, he said, we knew we had them on the ropes when I scored. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, uh, Manuel Neuer made a huge mistake as well, which yeah. sort of rattled them. Can I, can I say, Marcus, and you'll pick up on this, on this point, uh, <laughs> the best night of qualification football in Germany since... The five one, big Heskey's night. <laughs> yeah. The one five one remembers, isn't it? Yeah. Big Heskey, yeah. five one, um, even Heskey scored. One thing should be said yeah. is uh, Nicole Hay wrote a great piece on our website about this, saying uh, some of Germany's goals were so yeah, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they'll never be talked about again. Yeah, and it's yeah. a shame. Yeah. yeah, there was one with the, with the, uh, the the Barcelona sort of triangle passing. Yeah, it was zigzagging. Couple stuff. of one twos. It's class, yeah. absolutely mm. class. But um, but Katarzyniklic and Sweden had other. I think Sweden will win the World Cup now. <laughs> well, uh, no, the second to Belgium. Sweden, Belgium final. <laughs> Talking of how no one cares about international football, what is really refreshing about this Belgium squad is because they've been so rubbish for so long and now they're really good. They're loving it. Yeah, yeah. they're enjoying qualifiers. You don't yeah. see that. Not even the players enjoy the qualifiers. They've got Wales and Scott in their group. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say Craig Levine was never going to put up much of a fight. Um, <laughs> Twelve points. <laughs> but uh, but two of the other big results: Spain dropping points at home to France, mm. and Northern Ireland getting a point in uh, Portugal, oh, ruining glorious. Cristiano's big day. Yeah. <laughs> His hundredth cap. Go on, the boys. Yeah. Great scenes. Actually, isn't our next international match Sweden? Because they're opening their stadium or something. We've had a million bloody times yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the night. Don't I go, fear. I fear. Don't no. go 4 0 up. As, as <laughs> if we had the That's option. That's not a problem. <laughs> that, that will not be a problem. Let's go 4 0 down. <laughs> yeah, and then let them come back another yeah. four goals. <laughs> that may be a problem. Oh, dear. Right. Uh, and now it's time for Pete's game after this. Good news, Ramblers. We have a betting partner. And our betting partner, William Hill, are offering to match any sporting bet from £10 to £25 when you, a listener to the Football Ramble, open a new William Hill sports account. 
Go to thefootballramble.com slash William Hill to find out more and claim your free bet now. All right, Pete's Games, where was waiting for, guys? Ah, I'm doing my Mitch Hedberg oh, impression there. What are the rules this week, Pete? Oh, well, it's a little bit different this week, but uh, it's pretty <laughs> much the same. Um, the title of the game being John Charles Cleggheads. He was the first. <laughs> the first night of football. Hmm. <laughs> right. Good. <clears throat> Who am I? I uh, garnered three million in transfer fees across my career. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, mate. Oh, I thought not as in that it. Stop. Paolo Maldini. <laughs> no. Didn't generate anything. <clears throat> I had twelve different clubs, scoring a total of two hundred and twenty-six league goals. Stop. Oof. Brian Dean. Oh, Not I was going to say Brian Dean Goldmachine. Use his full name, please. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I'm going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to um, basically read out some abuse that uh, he's, that this person has retweeted in the last two weeks. Uh, somebody wrote him, uh, Martin Atkinson is possibly a bigger twat than you. <laughs> There's a clue. Why would, oh, it be, why would somebody stop. be tweeting that? Mark Bright. No. That <laughs> was a bigger twat than Mark Bright. Perry Groves. Perry Groves. <laughs> Hang on, Bright is alright, isn't he? Oh, Bright is alright. Yeah. Yeah. I have a point marry him then if you love him so much. Shut up. At Mark Rylett said, fuck off. And uh, this person uh, tweeted back, parents must be proud. <laughs> uh, Mike DePike, uh, forgot your wife gives great head. And he replies, <laughs> and he replies, interesting perspective. <laughs> He's quite, so, he's quite he's a reasonable man. Up, quite a reasonable yeah. soaking it up. Rolling with the punches. Yeah. But he's dishing out as well, don't worry. Uh, he says uh, a few days ago, that's what happens when you send all your builders to England. Hashtag roof won't work. Uh, stop. Oh, is it... This weird one, but is it Gary Lineker? No. no. Just because he's quite funny on Twitter and feeds would have been less when he was playing. Yeah, but no, it he is, definitely went. You can rationalise as much as you want. It's not 12 clubs. <laughs> not 12. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, oh. Dang. <clears throat> stop. Is it John Dahl Thomason? No, it's not. No, no. I'm thinking of North Eastern Strikers, are you? No, I, no. I'm trying to think because I think I saw that tweet. Come on, next clue. Uh, last clue, actually. Hang on. No, no, no. no, that's no, 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 no. Okay, clue. okay. <laughs> there's been a lot. There's been enough. No, there's a bit more. Really all right, all right. You can have two. Uh, Why have you got a spare clue? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you keeping that one back? <laughs> well, you usually get them really quickly. I now run a hotel. Oh, cheers. Stop. <laughs> Tony Yeboa. No. But that is true, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So you got someone there. Yeah. Very leads heavy, this quiz, isn't it? <sighs> so basically... He Come on, what's the next one? The, the next clue is him talking about running a hotel. He says, I think running a hotel must be every woman's dream because there's almost something that needs decorating. <laughs> I just wanted to show that he's sexist. <laughs> Stop, Mike Newell. No, not Mike Newell. <laughs> Still a sort of era, though. If, but just, just a, a future Come reference on, point. Give us a proper a clue. Future reference right. point. If you give a load of clues that have nothing to do with it, it we is. won't get it. Right? Why has he mentioned Martin Atkinson? I don't know. Recently, we talked about him earlier. On. What match did he play in? And why is he getting? Why is he? Well, it's on the Newcastle game. That's why I was yeah. thinking of North Eastern yeah. strikers. That's why I said that. Stop. Is it Peter Beardsley? No. No. It's Beardo. More than three mil. Yeah. Um, mm. I played for Derby and Sunderland. That's off the top of my head, to be honest. Is it really? He's a striker? Yes. Uh, no, nah, go on, I can't, I can't, I've got nothing. No. York City? Oh, cheers. Marco Gabbiadini. Oh, Gabbiadini. Come on. Yeah. Go, fair enough. 
an interesting perspective. Well, not fair enough, but fair enough. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off, as that tweet <laughs> says. <laughs> interesting <off>. perspective. <laughs> uh, let's have an email. Yes. Go on then. Get dressed, Ramble. Get dressed, Ramble. Contrary to popular rumours, we are all dressed mm. while recording. <laughs> I'm not sure what was so massive in the world of football last week that it overshadowed the best thing to ever happen in the history of the world and possibly the universe. Alessandro Del Piero and Emil Heskey scored goals in the same match and it was really good. The A-League refuses to recognise the international break, you see, and ploughed on as nothing was happening anywhere else. <laughs> um, a week later, and Del Piero has scored the first and only goal in the inaugural Sydney City derby, winning a penalty for himself, being ordered to retake it after slotting it deliciously into the corner, having a second saved and smashing on the rebound he's slow and suspiciously pudgy but by the sting in a stingrail stinger he is still a very good player Great sentence. further up the coast in the F3 derby it's the name of a road forgive us our sins we won't uh, between the Central <laughs> Coast Mariners and the Newcastle Jets Emil Heskey netted a tap-in winner for lumbering off the field as he does uh, he looks weary of the world and very hot <laughs> <laughs> there are other games and goals but they're not what people want to hear about cheers Max in Australia thank you yeah, Max big Emil in Australia plying his trade with ADP yeah, well, great stuff a we mentioned of goals, it, didn't we? Right? we mentioned his first match, him and Del Piero, because it, um, it was a nice little uh, little fin. I think he got cut. Oh, cut <laughs> it out! Cut it out! There oh, you go. It's been oh on the cutting room floor. Never mind. I feel ashamed of myself <laughs> to leave Del Piero on the cutting he room floor. He operated under Sven Marcus. I know. Not? I never chose to cut it. Yeah. Outrageous. Yeah. Um, well, cheers for that, Max. Anyway, Max writes for the site as well in his spare time, so he's contrib- contributing in lots of different ways. Go on, Maxie, baby. <laughs> Probably more than most of us, I'd say. Yeah, arguably. Let's go for a profile, ladies on, and gentlemen. Ah, we have one of the most important coaches in South American football history. It is Cesar Luis Menotti. Jen, you thought you were going to go for Diego then. <laughs> He's escaped, looking for food. Get oh, the, yeah. the, um, Diego sl- will come up, I would think. Yeah. At some point. <laughs> um, the slender and stylish Argentinian was born on the 5th of November 1938. Doesn't he? Oh, Definitely not the Summer of Love. Oh, 29 <laughs> years before the Summer of Love. Cheers for that. Gave me a bit of time to think. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't he have a nickname about how slim he is? Um, yeah, it's slim uh, fast. El Flaco, the thin one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, That's it's a name to keep up with, isn't it? No pressure. It's an old goal for Daily Mail, isn't it? Oh, yeah. look at him. He looks a bit fat now. But <laughs> yeah. He's been thin his whole life. Yeah. And he's had, long, choice, he's had long hair his whole life, hasn't he? He has, yeah. Yeah. Renegade. Um, uh, this man had a profound impact on the Argentina national team setup, which is still prevalent today. Uh, and he's an incredibly important figure in the lineage of Argentinian football. Um, and he always had a fag on while uh, the game was played. <laughs> Loved to smoke. He important didn't. to mention. That's probably how he stayed so thin. Yeah. Yeah. Kate Moss swears by Appetite it. killer. Uh, yeah. He's an incredibly intelligent scholar of the game, and his theory was all about attractive attacking football combined with effectiveness, hard work, and power. Then he'll keep me a star. Jonathan Wilson documents, his, um, documents this in his excellent article about uh, Minotti. Uh, when he came into management in the 70s, there was a kind of a, a football v anti football debate going on in Argentina. Any sort of efficient football was, was kind of frowned upon by some, but um, Minotti said, I believe um, efficacy is not divorced from beauty. Mm. Didn't he also have like, sort of quite severe left wing views, even though there was like a military hunter in power at the time? He did, yeah. Wasn't he actually people employed within that, though? Uh, well, I think people were concerned about his safety because he kept piping up with this really outspoken stuff, and then and uh, which which was obviously a big no-no at the time mm. in Argentina. But I think he had. Did he not have? 
all right relations with some of the. Oh, imagine it, man. It was yeah, it was a very sort of grey area at times. And also, it's hard to shoot at a thin man, so you know, easy if he's fat. True, yeah. Maybe he was thinking that. Yeah, yeah. I'm two dimensional. It's fine. Mm. You're never going to hit me. It's an excellent Statistics point. Statistics are on my side. Mm. He was a player before going into coaching. Uh, played for Rosario Central, Racing Club, uh, the New York Generals, but most notably Santos in Brazil with Pele as a teammate. Um, he finished playing in, in uh, 69 and was, um, I suppose, inspired by the Brazil side of 1970 uh, into that, in that magnificent World Cup. And he moved into management at the start of the 70s. Now, his first real statement in the game was when he took charge of Huracan FC. Uh, not a stylish side by any means, uh, but Minotti got them playing and they won the uh, 1973 championship with the, with the very unfancied uh, Huracan side from Buenos Aires. Which was the last time Huracan won Argentina's top prize. And they played such great attacking football that Minotti's uh, Huracan are still regarded as one of the best teams in the history of the Argentine league. Lovely stuff. Which is absolutely as remarkable. Martin went, the champion spirit was here to stay. Yeah, that's right. The Huracans. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, to uh, back up his, uh, he, one of his um, uh, favourite uh, theories about the game, he said, a goal should just be another pass into the net. Mm. Oh, nice. We played against the London version of Huracan and they destroyed us. Yeah, that's so true, yeah. Minossi's I mean, legacy lives on. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was given the national team job in 1974, and at the time, Argentina had just been hammered 4 0 in uh, the 74 World Cup. Also, uh, now, strangely enough, I, I didn't know this, back then, players would often refuse to travel abroad um, to play for Argentina. The top players, clubs would hold their players back from, from international duty. Nick their passports. <laughs> well, the well, as opposed to now, they just turn to pretend to be injured. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, no, but for Argentina, the pride of playing in the blue and white shirt wasn't as evident back then. Um, he had a great deal in the 78 World Cup making sure that clubs released their players but some of the players just weren't that bothered it seems very very strange because mm. now they're so proud to play for the club I mean as we said earlier Messi was playing uh, for Argentina and a couple of days later he's playing for Barcelona they always mm. turn up the mm. Argentinian players don't they they've always got a yeah. well there's the odd little friendly mm. um, well, understandably so but, um, but back then it was yeah I wasn't aware of that it was so strange and he <laughs> overhauled that whole kind of thinking um he he brought the pride back uh, into the national team. I thought you know he thought the 1978 World Cup, which of course they hosted, was a great chance for that, and uh, and he certainly did. Uh, he gave Diego Maradona his debut for the national side. Didn't pick him for that 78 World Cup. He was one of three players from the 20, 25 man squad that was trimmed down. Was his debut Oldham. against Scotland? Uh, certainly one of his early games. Hungary, was that okay? Right. One of his early games was certainly in Scotland, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but uh, Manossi played a 4-3 through the likes of Kempe, Jardiles and uh, Oscar Ortiz uh, bringing big contributions uh, and, uh, Passarelli was captain wasn't he and then yeah, Tarantini yeah. who was absolutely mad <laughs> <laughs> properly mental he set up all mm. the time mm. now uh, you know Manotti's finest hour of course was the 1978 World Cup and it I mean, one could say he helped that Argentina were hosting the tournament. There are one or two little conspiracy rumours about um, certainly the 6 0 against Peru. But mm. was the referee not one of the players' brother in law? Something like that? The, yeah, those conspiracy rumours are loud. It was so. It they're was, from both the Peruvian and Argentinian side. Yeah. It was something involved. very, very dodgy. Like, <laughs> the referee was the brother in law of someone's deal with the Argentinian FA or something like that. Right. Somebody couldn't have researched that then, no? <laughs> they, they, they needed to win by six goals to go through and they won 6 0. Something like that, wasn't but it? I think it was four. Okay, yeah. right. Well, that, well the rumours, the other rumours. Is where Peru might have taken a bribe because they right, were already okay. out, but still, they, they still got into was the position. Tiafilo could be it in that game for Peru. Could yeah, he probably would have been. Yeah, yeah. could have been. Yeah, um, um, Mario Kempe, who obviously ended up as top scorer in that tournament. Yeah, a magnificent looking man. Oh, yeah. looked like uh, a cross between Nick Valencia, the Strokes, and the actor Luke Wilson. 
Yeah, good thinking. Yeah, re- very good hair. Yeah, very yeah, strong yeah. hair. The, the strong hair of a man from good stock. Mm. <laughs> shiny hair. Re- very shiny. Very well sheen. kept. Had a, yeah. It was more of a coat. Yeah, it was a coat. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, a baker's um, complete coat. But as I say, um, with regards to Argentina hosting the tournament. Yeah, clearly those rumours, um, uh, one thing, if they are to be believed, it helped Argentina. But at the time, um, Argentina was not in the best shape politically. Um, you know, it, it was very much clubs versus country as well. I imagine so, it was quite controversial that they actually were able to host it. Yeah, mm. and so actually... Wasn't there a situation as well, sorry to butt in there, where Boca and River wouldn't release their players? Yeah, that's it. A lot of the clubs wouldn't. And, and Monotti... Monotti like Man United and Chelsea, not Monotti had a players. real, real task on his hands to, to, to change that and change the mentality. And he obviously thought, 78 World Cup, they're hosting it, this is the chance to, to really change the way the national team will progress. And they, and they, and they did. And they have done since then. This is what I'm saying. I mean, it's <coughs> almost slightly revolution. If you can have a slight revolution, you know, mm. kind of kind of thing going Sounds on. Sounds like an indie band. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they they on the way to the final, they beat Hungary, Platini's France, Poland, and Peru, and they faced the Dutch. Um, in the final and Argentina with the home crown would go and win uh, 3-1 after extra time and, and uh, Daniel Passarella a valuable member of that Argentina side he's a captain yep uh, said this of Menotti he always knew exactly um, what to say to motivate his players he was always very calm we only saw him get angry once just before extra time in the final against the Netherlands he looked at us and said look around you there are 80,000 of us and 11 of them we're not going to lose are we <laughs> um, absolutely love that it's just it's yeah. true isn't it you imagine how much that would pump you up yeah um, and Monotti himself said after the celebrations in the dressing room and whatnot, he went down to the obelisk which is in the centre of um, Buenos Aires and, he, and uh, he said he wanted to celebrate with the rest of the supporters but he put on a disguise so no one would recognise him <laughs> so he put on a fat suit yeah. <laughs> he just smoked loads of fags so like it was just a sm- bit of smoke following him around that, um, <laughs> that player the player Tarantini for, for, for Argentina who was part of the squad who yeah. won it he played for Birmingham for a bit oh, he came right. play for Birmingham and he was, he was mad and uh, he, I think he, he played like 20 odd games for Birmingham and his, uh, and his final game he, he signified he, he, he symbolised his final game by wading into the crowd and punching a fan because <laughs> <laughs> the guy had like chipped off at him too much <laughs> and he just never played for the club again went back to Argentina <laughs> he's mad as a nail honestly <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um, a year later after the, the World Cup win in 78 he coached the Argentina youth team at the World Youth Championships in Japan they won the tournament with Maradona picking up the player of the tournament award mm. they played six matches winning them all conceding two goals and scoring 20 <laughs> they were absolutely magnificent and, and Maradona years later said of that tournament he'd never enjoyed himself so much on the field um, than uh, playing for Minotti in that tournament mm-hmm. well he he cut him from his squad didn't he from his initial squad for that's the 78 right. World Cup and he was 17 at the time yeah. and quite hot headed hot headed it's fair to say yeah. Maradona yeah really, I think so as a character so he took it badly if I remember from his book <laughs> yeah is that right mm. but he loves him though yeah, yeah well he learned to sort of um, grow up a little bit well, a year, not well, that much <laughs> well a year later you know yeah, like course, I say yeah. he's saying it's the best time he played it's almost like he, he varies wildly between opinions <laughs> 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 he's probably trying to pick him for the 2010 <laughs> World Cup <laughs> um, he uh, Monotti did coach Argentina at the World Cup in 82 but they went out in the second phase uh, losing to Italy and and Brazil well, the 78 World Cup had two phases didn't it had two group stages yeah. Yeah. I think the top two of the second round went through to the semis and right. Argentina and Brazil won and Holland and the other team and the other it's quite interesting what the way the World Cup format has changed over yeah. the oh yeah it's changed um, yeah. massively I'm glad it's got simpler though to be fair yeah. <laughs> well the, the you know the European Cup was also weird like that when That's it started right. 
Yeah. Qualifying's more complicated now, I think. <laughs> um, so after they went out in 82, it was the end of his incredible time uh, as Argentina coach. Um, and uh, straight after that, he was installed as Barcelona manager in Spain. And he went on to manage a number of teams around the world, including Boca and Atletico Madrid, River Plate, Penarol, and the Mexican national team, um, amongst others. Uh, and, and wherever he played, he always uh, took his footballing philosophies with him. And I've, ha- bear with me, I have to read out this quote, because it's not the average uh, for a football manager. I maintain that a team is above all an idea, and more than an idea, it is a commitment. And more than a commitment, it is the clear convictions that a coach must transmit to his players to defend that idea. So my concern is that we coaches don't arrogate to ourselves the right to remove from the spectacle the synonym of festival in favour of a philosophical reading that cannot be sustained, which is to avoid taking risks. And in football, there are risks. (laughs) Because the only way you can avoid taking risks in any game is by not playing. I did, think I had Harry Redknapp said that. A football wow. manager said that. Yeah. Did you I, uh, imagine his team talks were dumbed down a little? Yeah. Did you Babelfish that back and forth through a few languages? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible, isn't it? Um, uh, I mean, he has to come in at the end of sort of. I mean, he won Argentina their first World Cup. He overhauled their their national team, and their national team, the Argentina national team, has given the world so many glorious moments in and World Cup. And he probably set years. the foundation to win the second one as well in '86. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, and Maradona loves him. And that's good yeah. enough for me. Ladies and gentlemen, in comes Monotti to the Dean Wendell's Hall of Fame. Let's not have a speech, fella. <laughs> yeah. Just take, take your award and sit down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the Football Ramble. If you want to get in touch, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com. The Twitter is at footballramble. And the website is thefootballramble.com. Yes, it is. You know the score by now. Thefootballramble.com. Get yourself over there. Plenty of stuff to do while you're listening to this. You can listen to the show on that website if you're not doing it for iTunes. You can read all our lovely in-depth articles. See a weekly cartoon. Chat on the forum with fellow Rambo. Video updates. Lots of videos. Loads of stuff. Sweet mm. as a nut. Mm. Yeah, uh, I'm doing my Edinburgh show in Brighton oh. on Sunday. I can't remember where. Tweet me if you want to come. That's, <laughs> that's two vastly <laughs> different make a difference places. Anyway. <laughs> There's Edinburgh in Brighton. Imagine yeah. that, people. Yeah. <laughs> right, uh, say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Uh, tweet me if you want to uh, come. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jason Manford <laughs> When you wanna come <laughs> And it's goodbye from me Oh when you wanna come <laughs> <laughs>